0: This is Derek Moyer, and welcome to the Freedom Fighter Podcast. So welcome to another Freedom Fighter Podcast. I hope you're all good. Join us this week for part four of our series on Love and water. I've got my good friend Michael Holloway, pastor of a church there up in Dundee. Uh, he's joining us this week as we delve into part four and focusing on eternal life. If you've been following the series, you know that we spoke about the women at the well who came to this source looking for supply. But this, Jesus rightfully said this supply, that you're the, the source you're going to, to meet your, get your needs met is going to keep making you thirsty. If you come to me, I'll give you water that's alive, meaning I'll give you a new life that's going to become a source within you, that's going to well up, bubble up to eternal life, the God kind of and quality of life. So we're going to delve deep into this this week and I pray this message blesses you, encourages you deeply as you're listening. Welcome everybody, how you all doing, we're on to part four. Of our series on living water, and uh, I've got my special uh, guest this week with me, really good friend of mine, my friend Pastor Michael Holloway up there in Dundee. Michael, how are you Hi. doing, sir?
1: I'm doing fine. Thanks for inviting me, mate. Thank you for inviting us here. We
0: Thank you, sir. Great to have you here. I'm so excited about what you're going to share with us. Uh, it's been a long, it's been a long, uh, you know, time. I've not really caught up for a while, so I'm. Uh, you know, Michael's Michael's uh, always got something good to say. Uh, so, the day we're going to talk on part four of Living Water, we're going to talk on eternal life. Yeah. And uh, so, I'm just going to open up with this scripture. You know, we, we've we already said in part one and two, you know, a wee bit of context of, uh, you, you know, this this was born... This message, This series. It's been born out of the circumstances that I I've been in, and I just felt it was so uh, you know it was it was so important to share it. And then the more we share, the more you realise everybody else has got a story in it. And so Michael's got some stories to tell about what's happened in lockdown for him and how how he's uh, get through it and some of the lessons that have that I've, that I've, that have brought life to him and life to his church. So we'll, we'll 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 really delve into that, and and you know we know it'll, uh, really bless you. So we started uh, by talking about Jesus's response to this this woman at this well, this well that she was going to to try and satisfy her needs. And he said, "The well you're at, you're gonna keep coming there. You're gonna get thirsty. You're, that's never going to quench that thirst, the desires." and be it whatever source or supply we go to, we've already established, whatever place we go to to try and meet our needs, he says, the life or the living water, the life that I will give them, will become a well, this source and supply within them, that's going to well up, bubble up, into this eternal life, so, Michael, a wee bit on eternal life mate, can you share a wee bit of, uh, your, you know, your uh, insight over the years God, which God revealed to you about that
1: yeah thanks thanks Terry no, and thank you again for giving me the opportunity to sort of be grilled by you. <laughs>
0: <laughs> looking forward to it <laughs>
1: but I uh, yeah I remember when I first get saved and I was actually sharing this on Sunday when we were speaking I remember probably the first few months uh, oh, I had just received Christ and started to work what I had received. Mm-hmm. And then I remember getting up in the morning and looking in the mirror and just smiling, this big beaming smile, thinking, wow, you're going to live forever. Mm-hmm. You have eternal life. hmm and it almost the thought of that welled up in my heart and my mind the expectation of living forever. Because mm-hmm. I think one of the biggest things that usually haunts us or hounds us is the fear of death. Mm-hmm. And sometimes the fear of that can paralyze us from actually living. Mm-hmm. And so when Christ comes, it gives us a sense that we have life, life eternal, life abundant, mm-hmm. so the generosity mm-hmm. of that gift has mm-hmm. been bestowed on us as we have received that in mm-hmm. Christ. Mm-hmm. And so for me, I was like, wow, eternal, <laughs> I'm going to live forever. But then again, obviously, that's my experience. So your yeah. experience has yeah. to then land and attach itself to the truth of what God's word says concerning that, doesn't it? But mm-hmm. so the actual word eternal life means or eternal just to break it down means everlasting mm-hmm. and to know no beginning and to know no end. Mm-hmm. So the thing is we've been created for time. Mm-hmm. But God in a sense is eternal. Mm-hmm. No, he's holding all well, this what is time, chronos, this date, times, years, mm-hmm. months no, time is created for us to live in mm-hmm. and to, to hover, sort of, kind of, hover occupation and to live a life within that. But within that, God has stepped into the corridors of time. God mm-hmm. no, gave His Son mm-hmm. eternal life, came in the form of a man. Mm-hmm. Obviously, born first as a baby, born in a virgin, mm-hmm. then grew up to a man, and then died on a cross in a, a criminal's death. Mm-hmm. But in that, we see that because of that, we were restored to eternal life. Mm-hmm. And in that, for me, probably has come the realization that that life that I've received, mm-hmm. you know, the, the source of that life mm-hmm. in Christ, mm-hmm. where we can come, as you know, he says in John chapter 4, this, the kind of scripture, this kind of framing, Yes, kind of series that you're doing mm-hmm. is that he came to the well.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Well, well, sorry, she came to the well. Mm-hmm. well. This Samaritan woman, this woman of mixed race, mm-hmm. you know, culturally wasn't accepted by the Jews, mm-hmm. so comes to this man who is a Jew, mm-hmm. who reaches out to her, mm-hmm. crosses in, crosses this cultural barrier. Mm-hmm. Eternal life doesn't have any cultural barriers. <laughs>
0: Thank God. (laughs) Yep.
1: It's no, eternal life is no favour of race, Mm -hmm. colour of skin, Mm -hmm. creed you believe.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: It reaches beyond that Mm -hmm. to the reception of receiving him who was eternal life. Mm -hmm. Mm
0: -hmm. Amazing. Amazing, mate. And I'm just going to share just quickly and love how, you know, that, Thought just when you, after your background of addiction and you were not alive. Oh, no, you no, I mean far from alive, far from being entered, with God, no. or religion and like like This, you know, your background. You could get us. You know, we need another couple of years to, to get to that. So I, I understand it. You know, to 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 receive that life after you have been so dead, dead in addiction, dead in pain and hurt and brokenness. To then taste this new life, what happened? What happened for the for the uh, the the motivation for this series? Something's happened within a, my circle, and people close to me uh, had experienced something from me and a, a guy I walked close in, in in the charity we're me. And it was it was miraculous. What happened was miraculous. Don't need to give you the details, but it was they would experi they experienced the recipient received some so, some new life and they were amazed. And they were and they were trying to affirm me and our person, but they were saying it to me, Try to affirm this is you're so good. And I was say, wait a minute, you've got the wrong end you've got the wrong end of the stick here. We're only passing something on. It's not us that's good. That you're looking to us, that we're the source of all this. So that night, I have a dream. And in the dream, this person is saying, what have you and Vince got? And I said in the dream, eternal life. (laughs) (laughs) Right? And I knew that was like a bomb going off in me because I was saying... Try to communicate... What is it... What is it that's different with us? Like, you know... Try to get... All the religious creeds... As you're mentioning... All the... All the beliefs and... You know... You, you, people can look on how, And that's what defines them. That's what they are. They're religious... Because they believe this stuff. No, that's... It's far... 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 Uh, more... Uh, that... That... That doesn't... That does the hit it. No... You know... The, the depth of this is... You, we are receiving... From the source, the, we're going to that well and able to receive. No, we call it, it's love water, he said, but it's, he's saying new life. He talks in the scripture about new wine. It's a, it, He means new life. He's gaining his new life. That he, he's saying, I've come to give you this God quality of and God kind of life that it, never dies. But it also changes everything in your day-to-day living. It changes the quality of your life. In your day to day living, so when I phoned Michael, um, we had uh, obviously had our own stories through lockdown, and, and as you've listened to some of the different recordings, um, you know because of the pressure I was under, I was forced to run to God, to the support, the, s- the supply, to the source, and I have found something, and this is this is you know why we're talking with this. But I was amazed when I heard Michael's story. Michael, you, could you share, you know, your experience in lockdown and what, what, what happened to you and uh, that, that was significant regarding this?
1: Yeah, uh, obviously, leading a ch- involved with the responsibility of uh, leading the church and stuff like that here, just it was always coming to a, season. I think of the I think of the early party lockdown. We a, no, we want to hear this in the right sense. No, we knew there was a disease, but we never understood the disease did we? No. So when we went into first lockdown there was an apprehension, what is this? No, how dangerous is it? No what no how who does it affect, who does it not affect? Is, is it affect everybody? So there was there was a lot of unknown factors about it when we went to the first lockdown, wasn't it?
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah.
1: Right. And so during that I thought, okay. First thing was maintain the things that you do, maintain your daily reading. Mm-hmm. So I've always always maintained a daily devotional. Mm-hmm. Where I come and read some scriptures, maybe read a, a sort of commentary on the scripture or something, mm-hmm. get through my Bible reading plan. And as I was going through my Bible reading plan, I came to the book, I was going through the book of Judges. Mm-hmm. And I came to Judges, and it says, you No, know, when the, the, the angel of the Lord appeared to Gideon and says, Do not fear, for you shall not die, but you shall live. Oh! Mm-hmm. I thought, wow. Mm-hmm. It's not right you Oh, right into the exact context that I found myself in mm-hmm. I thought, Wow Lord, I shall not die but live. Mm-hmm. I thought God I'm gonna take that word and I'm gonna believe that mm-hmm. and walk in that. And I thought no matter how serious this is, mm-hmm. God you're my purpose and there's still a further purpose for my life. Mm-hmm. And so kind of held probably the truth that no, I'll live in this sort of natural life mm-hmm. until I've fulfilled every purpose that God intends mm-hmm. for my life. And if I try and take care of my life the best I can and have wisdom to do the right things and know anything crazy that mm-hmm. would jeopardize your life. <laughs> but it, but during the lockdown mm-hmm. I also felt challenged about though no, my prayer life. Though mm-hmm. no, that I should commit. It was actually through that where jesus says to them when he goes and prays he says no and he says no keep watch mm-hmm. watch and pray mm-hmm. he says in the gospel watch and pray and he comes back and they're sleeping mm-hmm. and he says you could not even watch him pray for one hour mm-hmm. that challenged me i says do i watch him pray for an hour a day mm-hmm. at least an hour mm-hmm. And it challenged me, and I thought, I need to pray. Another thought that really struck me during it was, you've been carrying this church on your shoulders. And so probably during the lockdown, as I committed daily, and I mean, that was, that was a challenge at times, because me, darling, the three kids, I've got three young kids, mm-hmm. eight, six, and four, mm-hmm. oh, and you're, and I'm, well, thank God, I've got an understanding wife mm-hmm. that that sort of allows me to to say, you no, know, that she's not thinking that. Oh, there he goes; he's he's, he's trying to shirk his responsibility and go up there, and leave me with the kids. I nice. mean, <laughs> that's <laughs> the reality of the dynamics of living in the family. Yeah. No, and so she was understanding. I thought, no, I need to really pray, darling, give this time, mm-hmm. commit this time. So, which was. Which was cute because at times I'd be in there praying in the bed, in my bedroom, mm-hmm. so I really felt kneeling mm-hmm. beside my bed and just giving an hour a day, committing an hour a day to prayer.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And then the kids would be knocking on the door, Dad, 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 Dad. <laughs> and little Levi, he's the youngest, he's mm-hmm. four, mm-hmm. he would slowly open the door. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then he'd be peeking behind the door to see what Dad was doing, do mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Yeah. And sometimes I would invite him in, mm-hmm. and he would be kneeling beside me,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and the two's would be kneeling beside the bed, mm-hmm. praying,
0: yeah,
1: and saying God, no, seeking God, and I thought, it's not just this. Is, this is something that we're modelling before our family as well.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: No, that I'm saying God, this is no. This is more than just me. Mm-hmm. This is what it's modelling before these kids mm-hmm. as they're watching me. Mm-hmm. No, because learning that daddy needs to go to God. Mm. It's Mm not. No, and if if daddy can't go to God, how can these kids be expected to go to God?
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: And so so I learned through that. Mm -hmm. No, I learned a few things, actually, as I've just explained, Mm -hmm. that a revelation probably brought me back to that thing that you're talking about, coming back to the well. Mm. So I remember years ago when I was first saved.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And I was in that place when I lived with my mother. I'd just come back for Teen Challenge mm-hmm. and I was I was back in the community, back in living in on fine, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. on thank beautiful community. <laughs> <laughs> beautiful Big
0: houses. Out. Big shout out to Don. Thank you.
1: <laughs> but I remember living in I remember coming back and at that time coming out though. Know, I need to commit an hour to God in prayer mm-hmm. a day because of the situation I was walking through. Mm-hmm. So you're back in a community where mm-hmm. so, many da- so many different uh, implications in the people yeah. and your, ex- your history there and mm-hmm. so walking through into your future mm-hmm. that God has for you there as well. And mm-hmm. I kind of really at that point. It put me in a real dependency of God. Mm-hmm. And I thought, God, if I don't draw to you, draw close to you, mm-hmm. commit this time, mm-hmm. you no, know, it's essential that I find that time. Mm-hmm. You no, know, because it was actually, I think it was Robert Murray McShane mm-hmm. to quote mm-hmm. him. He says, No, before you see the face of man, it's better to seek the face of God. Mm-hmm. And I thought, Joe, I need to really and that was probably the key thing that kept me then, mm-hmm. because of the nature of coming back in a community where you had so many, so much that had happened, yeah. and so yeah. much, so many things I had to walk through mm. that I was anticipating. Mm. That I really needed to know that I, a sense of God was with me, mm-hmm. and so really it kind of broke. And not just that, at that time. I remember just the opportunities that God gave me. Mm-hmm. No, the pe- people coming and, like you said before, mm-hmm. what's happened to you? Mm-hmm. The change. Mm-hmm. But walking, knowing that you're walking in the spirit mm-hmm. and you've been pursuing God mm-hmm. in, your, in your day, you're moving through your day in God because you've made a part of your day yeah. before you went through the day.
0: Yes. On, the,
1: there was a sense where God would give you opportunities where you think, "Wow, exactly. this is a God. This is a God ordained opportunity." Yes. Mm-hmm. And you know, I remember. Obviously, my brother. I was had a conversation a few months ago with my brother, mm-hmm. my older brother, and just chatting away and stuff like. That. And and just to highlight part of that conversation was what happened was. We we're talking about faith and me coming to faith, etc. And he said he told me, he says, when I heard that you had come to faith, he says, I was embarrassed. Mm. <laughs> I was embarrassed and I'm thinking, Oh my goodness, what's he done now? Mm. No. What's happened now? Mm-hmm. But he says but then people were coming up to me that had that had met you in the community. Mm. And they were saying, "What's this power working through your brother?" Mm. No. And I thought, "Wow, some things, some things you're oblivious to that are taking place." No,
0: mm-hmm.
1: so, and sometimes in the grace of God, He, keep, he prevents you hearing it because mm-hmm. you can't mm-hmm. handle no. what's getting said. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean to mm-hmm. keep you in a place of dependency in them? Because mm-hmm. you can end up these things, these comments can. Mm-hmm. Have an effect on your head mm-hmm. yeah. getting <laughs> you know I mean? bigger
0: complacency, <laughs> complacent, self satisfied.
1: Mm-hmm. Aye,
0: mm-hmm.
1: so that kind of brought me back. But I came in here a lot and I thought, Oh, God,
0: mm-hmm.
1: you're the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. You have not changed.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: No, God, help me to come back to that place mm-hmm. where I'm leading this church for a place on my knees, yes. Yes. seeking you and not carrying the responsibility. He says, Your yoke is easy. Mm. Your burden's light.
0: Come
1: on. Oh, if it's heavy,
0: mm-hmm.
1: where, if, it, if it becomes heavy laden on me, mm-hmm. oh, where have you removed the equation? Mm.
0: <laughs> Beautiful, brother. Come on. Yeah, just a picture, Michael, you're painting there, of the need, I love this, the word draw, it means to obtain or withdraw. So, so he's saying... She's coming to the well, saying you've getting the hunted away. Eh? And the the for me the he's saying I'm I want you to draw this new life that I'm offering and, you know, you're, you're beautifully painted picture of when you just, you d- we didn't know these things, we didn't know that, sometimes, I have to admit, you get taken up, how, how is it folk are responding to me so well? Because <laughs> you're so used to, you know, when you were dead, and your sins, and your hates, and your hurts, and your uh, uh, anger, and resentments, and all that, you know, it was nothing but rejection and judgment. But then, you go, what's happened to me? With folk are responding like this to me, and then, to to demystify the lot of that and to recognise that I have just been a, a vessel that's drew and obtained and taken taken from a different well, taken from a different supply. Charles said this many times, you know, they say in the drug world, don't get high on your own supply. You know, but it's, to me it's like, we are getting, we are getting cleansed and healed and restored and our youth being renewed from the supply of his new life you know and, and, and that initial experience you spoke about there when you were just getting back into your old environment with all these old associations and all these old judgments and people thought this that and the next thing about you and the battle that is for us all trying to trying to re be redefined uh you know, and 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 actually not just fit back into the the mould that everybody's got. You know, the the, the boxes and the ideas people have of this. Uh, so it's been a it is a battle, but beautifully pointing out that when in that lockdown moment, and I don't know if there be pastors listen to this, who feel that, I I feel that I'm carrying the church on my shoulders, mm. instead of leading the church on my knees you know leading because I'm actually receiving first I'm receiving this enriched uh, you know I love my wee devotion it says eternal life has an ennobling power and the word says it's to lend greater dig- dignity or nobility of character to <laughs> and oh goodness me you think it's not just like people looking on and going, it's, your brother's got some power running running through him." They're actually you're looking at the the ennobling power. That it's actually the uh, bringing purity, bringing influence into your lives, bringing our stability, and a and a and a uh, a confidence that actually we all were receiving straight from the source, living his life. What a, what what a, I mean, one of the first books I read. I came out of the prison. Guy gave me a book called "The Power of Positive uh, th- uh, Living," and I was sitting night after night reading these books. And I mean, I was going, "No, no, people can't be living like this." What I was, what I was tasting was was another way of life.
1: I've w- I just got somebody came to the door. I wasn't expecting it. I sorry about that. Just there was somebody at the the church door there that unexpected. Sorry about that. Let's
0: let's get back on. Aye, right, no problem, Michael. So I was just saying about pastors that might be listening, and uh, knowing that what Michael's saying there, um, you know, he he's had to actually accept that carrying this in his shoulders, he's seen mere results leading it for his knees. Oh, because what, what what we're talking about here is how how can we lead? How can we give if we're not drawing in ourselves? if we are not making time, if we are just waiting till one day a week or if it's last time because we're so busy to try and lead others, it just, it's, you can't sustain that, it's just, um, you know, so, how important it is to, you know, to, to get to the well and I mean, for me, just as we've been saying, I, I have been using that in my imagination, that the, the book I had read that was mentioning, that I was listening to this, I reading this book going, they're offering a quality of life, a God quality and kind of life, that just, that just, I was like, that, that, that can't even be real, um, you know, but as I said, um, you know, the, um, oh I the point I was making was, he was going to meetings, the author, this guy, a preacher called Norman Vincent Peale. He was going to meetings where these things were so real to people. I think it was 12 Steps and different things like that. He says, but they were all so aware of their need for the spirit of life, the life-giving spirit, the spirit that that brings life. I was reading this for the first time, and I remember I was just just no longer uh, all this stuff myself and boys and, you know, all of my pals and, co- and what they are they going to think about me? But this guy said this, he says, it wasn't like this embarrassment, uh, this kind of, you know, or what you doing going to day meetings, the the thought that they conveyed was, are you not experienced this yet? And really that's what we're saying, you know, people could be listening, no interest in religion, but if you miss out on eternal life, you've missed out on everything if you miss out on actually tasting and receiving this because of fears, because of peer pressure, because of cultural you know, issues, you know, oh, I want to do that, I want to go there, I want to say that, I want to get involved in that because of what people would think, you're missing out. Have you know, experienced this yet? Michael, how do we receive this eternal life?
1: Yeah, yeah, well, I know but. I think we see in the Bible no, Jesus clearly says that repent and believe.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. And I think that's in sort of Peter Mm
0: -hmm.
1: says it as well, doesn't he? Sorry, John the Baptist says that repent and believe in the gospel. Mm -hmm. And uh, Peter says that in the day of Pentecost when Mm -hmm. the Spirit was poured out, he says repent and believe for the kingdom of God is at hand. So the message was first repentance, you know, turning away from the, the sin and the condition mm-hmm. that we find ourselves in, mm-hmm. and then believing, you know the truth that Jesus Christ was raised from the dead on the third day, mm-hmm. raised to new life mm-hmm. by the resurrection power, mm-hmm. so that we could receive that same power mm-hmm. and life through His resurrection. Yeah so it's about receiving and believing mm-hmm. first and foremost it's repenting though because I think we have to come you know, one of the things is is acknowledging our need isn't it mm-hmm. recognising mm-hmm. hey what's the, what, the way I'm living is not working recognising we will be doing things
0: can I just say that point by the way that see like see yourself and me who had drug problems, mental problems, things going on. It's a lot easier to recognise a need when you've had you've you know, you've done yourself a lot of damage. But some some people listening might be, I don't I don't really need that. I I'm alright. But you know, if you've no experience a God kind of life you're missing it. Is that all right, mate? Absolutely.
1: Absolutely agree. Yeah, it's coming to a place, recognizing that you need the life. You know, it's, Jesus says, I am the way, mm-hmm. the truth, and the life. Mm-hmm. You no, know, Also, in the Gospel of John as well. There mm-hmm. are you know, so many accounts of that, you know, nine times, mm-hmm. I think, that comes into context mm-hmm. through John's Gospel. Mm-hmm. You know, that Jesus Christ was the giver mm-hmm. of eternal life mm-hmm. No, to anyone mm-hmm. who would receive it. You no, know, it's a life everlasting. Mm-hmm. You no, know, I think the, I think the tension we're also ma- always managing, as we live in a world that's deteriorating. You no, know, everything grows and then dies, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. You no, know, there's a cycle of life, isn't there? You no, know, the, you know, the seasons of life, bring the cycle of life, things grow and then they deteriorate. Mm-hmm. You know, I wish the weeds in my garden would deteriorate the same. <laughs> they they seem to multiply. <laughs> But the reality is, in Christ, the promise is that we receive life and the inner man, the spiritual man, Mm -hmm. is growing Mm -hmm. right up until we eventually move on for this life that's Mm -hmm. deteriorating. Mm -hmm. Even even this body that's carrying eternal life Mm -hmm. is deteriorating. Mm So it's fine against the gravity.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Oh, yesterday, I, I picked up one of my sons and he says, Daddy, you've got grey hairs over there. And I was like, thanks, son. <laughs> 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 do you know what I mean? I thought, wow. I want your kids to encourage you.
0: <laughs> no, got to do it, mate. It's got to whack <laughs> but,
1: the, but the eternal life we're talking about is not a life that, no life in Christ's we become spiritually alive to God mm-hmm. and we receive the life of the life of that spirit as we come back to tap into it. Mm-hmm. It says, I love what the scripture says, it says, Be being filled. Mm-hmm. So once we're filled with the life of God,
0: mm-hmm.
1: we, we pour out, mm-hmm. and as we pour out, sometimes we need to replenish, yeah, and refill mm-hmm. and come back again empty Mm -hmm. because the source has lasted so long we've poured out we've used Mm -hmm. we've expired that that amount of life that God gave us Mm -hmm. but we need to enter back in Mm -hmm. and say God I need a refill Mm -hmm. I'm coming to the well Mm -hmm. that never ever runs dry
0: yes come on bro
1: never runs dry an eternal source yes Mm -hmm. everlasting source Mm -hmm. No, that, that's, that, that is faithful and available through every season of the soul.
0: Come on, sir. Yes. <laughs> Amazing, isn't it? Uh, can I just finish with this and you can just uh, give your thoughts and pray. Um, John 17 uh, verse 3 and verse 2 he talked about that, uh, you know, Jesus... Jesus was given the authority, he says, he praised he his father just before he, he, he's, he's laying his life down, submitting to this uh, crucifixion, you know that? The, the, the pain he went through. He says, you've given him, speaking about himself, authority over all flesh to give eternal life to all whom you have given him. And then he said this, and this is eternal life. That they may know you, the only true God. And Jesus Christ, whom you specifically sent this special mission you specifically sent them. I was up in the Princess Trust working with you know great group of young unions It was a, it was an alternative curriculum six months before they finished their last year of school, two thousand and seven and eight. And I was working in Celtic Park in Ibrox and basically the Celtic Park Uh, you know, we we would be in a suite, one of the, you know, I think it was was stand, whatever the suite was, I can't remember, we would run uh, personal development workshops, the Celtic staff would take them a couple of days, and then Outward Bound would come and take them one day a week, so it was a a great initiative. So, I was there with them six months, and one of these boys, his name was Smuddy, Uh, you know, there was a wide variety of, some were the, like the best at everything, but they were using their talents and gangs and drugs, and, and some were in an alternative curriculum because they wanted doing well at school. So with a real mixed bag of uh, different ability and needs. At the end of this, uh, you know, six month, they all knew who I was. They knew what I what I believed. So Smiddy had told his mother uh, at a passing out parade at the Glasgow City Chambers. She he told his mum about me and apparently his mum had just became a Jehovah Witness so she came to me that night and said this to me on the way out but there's only one way she goes she talked about faith and she said but there's only one way and I knew enough not to say anything because she was trying to tell me about her Jehovah about this stuff right I went home that night and I sat by my bed in quiet and I heard the words John seventeen three. this is life eternal this is eternal life to know God, the only true God, and Jesus Christ, whom he sent. And I was like, probably most folk have not heard the things, going, what the heck does that mean? I woke up in the middle of the night with a, with a consciousness of what it meant, and I heard they, th- this kind of inner explanation of, think of somebody in your life who is so enriched and improved and enhanced your life just by you connecting with them. By your connection to that person, they have so uh, uh, improved and and helped and enhanced the quality of your life. And he says, it's not about this way and that way. This religion and that religion. It's about knowing me and Jesus Christ whom I sent. And he said, I had that sense that that that's it. That's what. That's a god kind of life. When I know, when I'm open enough, when I'm courageous enough to break through, like Michael had to do, break out of all the ideas that everybody's got about me, and I need to walk this and talk and dress and look and believe and, and act a certain way, just because that's who I'm. No, it's coming this well, this source, and you'll find the life that we're all been looking for. Everyone is looking for what we are looking for. Life. God, the God quality of life. That's what we want. So, Michael, can we you just uh, pray for folk to, you know, to invite them into that knowledge of God?
1: I'm just thinking about a quote there that I read by Doc, uh, Dr. Martin Lloyd Jones. Have you heard of him?
0: Yeah.
1: He 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 framed a quote. He says that his ministry was to to know God. mm-hmm to be known by God mm-hmm. and to make God known to others. Mm-hmm. I thought wow that pretty much nails it for me. Definitely. Mm-hmm. So, you know how as John seventeen says, no. Mm-hmm. No, I think sometimes just one of the things is we think we can you no, know, sometimes we, we move into a works model, don't we? Mm-hmm. We think, no, I know God because of what I do. Mm-hmm. And knowing God's not what you do, Mm -hmm. what you do is a byproduct of knowing God. Mm -hmm. And so, maybe I'm going to pray for people that maybe you're caught up in what you're doing for God and you've lost that place by coming to the well and finding intimacy with God. Mm -hmm. No, you're you're drained. No, the tank's empty. the the tanks on the red Mm. (laughs) (laughs) and you're like I can't do this any longer I need to come back to maybe you need need to come back to the one Mm. that you were doing it for and remember why you was doing it Mm. and come back to the one who you can draw from Mm. to give you the source of life eternal life to do the things Mm. you need to do so I absolutely pray Father we just thank you for those who are maybe listening Thank you for those who maybe have been encouraged and maybe enlightened or maybe even challenged. Lord, I pray for those who are maybe running on empty. God, I pray, Lord, that you would that this little uh, conversation would point people to the eternal source. Mm-hmm. God, that no matter where they find themselves at, at this point in time, Lord, whether they're running on empty or maybe they've been running and doing things but missing Him. God, I pray they would come back to the one who misses them. Mm -hmm. God, that you, Father God, are a lover of our souls. Mm -hmm. You desire intimacy, Lord. You desire to know us, Lord, to come into your presence, into the secret place, Lord. God, I pray you would draw people back into that secret place Mm -hmm. of drawing their souls from you, who is the eternal life, Mm -hmm. eternal source, Father so God we pray this in no other name but that wonderful precious name Jesus.
0: Amen. Amen, my brother. Thank you, Michael. That was oh, amazing, it was a pleasure. mate. Guys, thanks for listening. Until next time, God bless you all. God bless you, thank you. This has been the freedom fighter podcast thanks for listening everybody if you want to connect with our services or you want more info or details about upcoming events connect with us online at www.freedomfighter.life or drop us an email at info at till next time god bless you